and gentlemen, welcome to Friday Night Live. My name is Cash. I've got Sean and Mark with me. Um, producer Ryan's going to be switching out the cameras. I know it seems like a little bit of a mess. Like I said, we are in transition, but we still keep going. Don't leave you guys waiting. Tonight's topic is about speed bumps. The objections that we bring up for ourselves in getting ahead with investing. So today, myself, Sean and Mark, we're going to talk about this of how we get in our heads, maybe not you, maybe it's just me, maybe it's just one of them, how we get out in our own heads to stop us from progressing. A lot of the self-help gurus call it self-sabotage, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Without further ado, let's get into it. So boys, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. I'm very, very happy to be here. We love it. We love it. I know the studio is dodgy at the moment. We are... Half prepared. <laughs> um, but, Sean, first question to you, mate. How's Self my sabotage. week? Fantastic. No, no, no. <laughs> Next question. I'm skipping the weeks this week because I really no. want to get... Because you know what? Sometimes I feel the podcast is... The asking the question is self-sabotage. <clears throat> Let's go straight to the point. Right? Sean, very simple. Right? How many times have you got yourself... Or you've seen people, very successful people, self-sabotage themselves in their goals. So I'm not talking just property, but they have a goal, they have a set goal, and how they self-sabotage themselves. Do you have examples about that? So you're saying people that self-sabotage themselves, not just with property, how many times do I see that? Every day. In general. Every single day. Yeah, yeah, property is a day. part of it. Yeah, yeah, every single day. So property-wise, self-sabotage is... Um, the common question I get asked is, let me, let, me, let me review the numbers. And the problem is that the reviewing of the numbers might take 10 days, whereas it's an exercise that if you're trained in the right way, will take 5 to 10 minutes. Yep. That's a sophisticated 5 to 10 minutes versus doing, yeah. 5 to 10 days is a huge gap where you today will be able to enforce your proactiveness in the marketplace that, where it's going to you know, give you a massive advantage over the competition. That time frame is today. A lot of people don't realize that if they start condensing timeframes. What I feel people need to realize, and Patrick or David from Valley Team talks about this really well, is condensing timeframes. So um, if you want to have a 40-year career to be your version of success, could you do it in a 20-year career? Mm. The answer is yes, because you can condense timeframes. Have what you would normally do in two days being done in one day. One day, exactly. So the answer is I see it every day because I've got people that are in my circle that make self-sabotaging mistakes where they don't want to accept failures, they don't want to move on, they don't want to accept solutions, they want to dwell on the past. Mm. That's from a personal perspective. That's, that's, that's actually, you know what? Dwelling on the past, can you expand on that for us? Because I, I think that's, that's something a lot of people, not just dwelling on the past, but even other people's experiences. My exactly. friend did this, my brother did this. Can, exactly. can you just expand on that a little bit about self-sabotage? It's not only that, you know, let, let, let's, let's take an example of what a lot of young couples these days go through, which might not have been as common um, 30 years ago, right? So uh, we, we fall in love, we love unconditionally at a certain time, and we decide to make a partnership, get a marriage going on at an early age. Mm. We say it's, <laughs> <laughs> Of course, we can laugh and say it's self-sabotage, but what happens is the financial discussions were not had prior. Yeah. The discussions around what would happen if were not had prior. Mm. 
And I'm just speaking from an example that's got nothing to do with being an investor, but I'm talking about examples that I've been affected in my personal life where I know people that are close to me right now are self-sabotaging themselves because they are dwelling on the past, which is they're holding on to the hope of what, let's say, a relationship would have been. And at the same time, they're deciding that, okay, based on that, this is where we were supposed to go. Mm. The answer is today, there is no we, there is no, there is just you. At the mm. end of the day, you've got your own back. Yep, 100%. What are you going to do for your own financial future? And then those questions come for some people over time, after six months, 10 months, 12 months. But the sooner you realize that you should not be dwelling on the past, which is basing your expectations and everything based on past outcomes, that's where I feel you'll genuinely be set free. Wait, I think that's every investment uh, guidebook. True. Part, past performance is not a reflection of future performance. Read absolutely, the offer document absolutely. carefully so, before investing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I'll give you an example, right? Let's say we, um, the three of us, right? Yep. We, we, we know people, we're, we're good people, we're smart people. We get in touch with smart people and, and, and let's say we were about to get into a relationship with someone. This is for all the audience out there that, are, that have had relationships in the past that are not the person you are married to today. Mm. We know that to be the case, let's be honest. Mm. But are you going to base your financial future on something that was what you had discussed in the past or are you going to move on and find something that actually matches yours and your significant other's criteria? Uh, yeah, I think it's a very, very important thing, bro. Like in my household, I can only speak for myself, um, is we have a very clear picture and we're on the same page. Yeah. And about, being on about the same some page things. Yeah. is super important. And being on the same page sometimes only comes after you've dealt with the past to realize that, okay, cool, here's where I can pre-frame my expectations. Mm. Um, and I think, that, I think that applies to all relationships in life. So yeah. relationships with yourself and investing. Mm. The problem is I feel if you find yourself in a self-insinuating cycle, which is I've got opportunities where I regret the past me. Mm. So this is now talking about your relationship with yourself. Yep, yep. I regret that I didn't act on things when I could have, would have, should have. Oh, that's the worst. This is what we speak about in the investment world all the time. What can you do today? Great. So the analysis factor is a five to ten minute process. The better you get at mastering condensing those time frames is the better your outcomes will be in the future. You know the the funny thing? Funny thing? is and mark i'll post this question to you about efficiency we all are chasing efficiency from moving from writing down journal entries um in a ledger book to moving to excel to now having zero and quickbooks for accountants for example from you know learning how to code like i know i actually know people in existence today growing up in india where they wrote learn how to write computer code on a notebook versus actually using software because they couldn't afford a computer, right? That's insane. Right? Literally learning how to code on a computer on a notebook by memorizing code before they could use a computer. At least computer type something will tell you it's it's flawed, right? Efficiency is super important. That's why we have apps and technology and cars. That's why we don't walk. We'll pay for a car, right? Why don't you walk to work? Like I could walk from my house here in two hours, but why do I... Sometimes traffic saves that long, but... Why do I want to sit my butt in a nice European car, air conditioned, come here, convenience, faster, safer, whatever you want to call it, right? A lot of times when it comes to financial decisions, Sean, you're really right about it. People become super inefficient in self-sabotage and it can take 10 minutes to really analyze a deal and super powerful. Why do you think people get stuck? Even sometimes you can send someone an email 
In my case, I can tell you, I can send someone an email, I can send them a walkthrough, detailed report, and that person, um, I, I don't care, but I feel bad for that person because I can analyze 20 deals in a span of half an hour. So we, we actually had a leadership summit on the weekend. Yeah, we did. That was really, really Which good. Was yeah. It was yeah. very good. Uh, there's, um, there's a, little, <clears throat> excuse me, a little saying that I can't remember exactly what it said, I've got it written down there, but um, basically talking about uh, the only thing that stops anyone in life was the getting to the other side of the fear fence, let's call it, mm. right? where you don't know what is on the other side. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen once you execute a contract, buy a property, whether it's, let's just use a property as an example, is it going to go up, down, sideways, is it going to give us hell, is it going to give us heaven, we don't know, right? Um, and I think, you know, because of that uncertainty, a lot of people stick to what they know, right? So that inefficiency, for example, what you're talking about, if I'm not mistaken here, is the fact that people try to do everything they can in order to execute. Right? Because, again, it's like jumping in a cold pool, right? No one mm. wants to do it. But once you do it, the body temperature uh, adapts and you start swimming. Right? True. Now, with, if I use myself as an example, you know, we know that I went through a, a situation last yeah. year where we had a, a builder that went into liquidation. I didn't know what to do, but I thought, well, what am I going to do? Sit here. You just get proactive. Mm. Right? You get proactive and go, well, it's... it's Either That's sit around or, or... And I feel, to that point, I feel to that point, I've heard a lot of conversations where, um, you know, I used to be close to a lot of people who have spent time in victims' units, in um, people that used to be abused. And, and you realise that fear has a paralysing factor. Mm. Mm. Genuinely. That fear was... of a situation, let's say we get robbed, let's say we get into an accident, let's say something that was not in our future plans the whole insurance industry sits on fear <laughs> true yeah, true yeah, yeah. true That's literally absolutely right and what if and fear has a paralyzing factor here's where we have to apply awareness to the situation is i'm not doing anything because i can't because i'm still paralyzed by the fear the reality of the situation is maybe we need the right team around us to say hey look on the bright side sometimes we need people to be on the right team of us going the grass is not greener on the other side mm. but either way you have to be aware of your situation i feel acutely aware of going okay what am i going through right now is the challenge that i'm facing right now in my control a mm. if it was in my control fairly easy to, to do what's next mm. make sure it doesn't happen again by following the the pre-steps yep. but if something that's gone wrong to me has happened outside of my control mm. the quantification criteria will never match mm. the latter. Mm. <clears throat> You'll always be sitting there deciding, going, this happened to me outside my control. Does that mean the world's out to get me? Of course not. Does that mean that, you know, I don't have a support system to rely on when something goes wrong? Can I just jump in for the support system? Of course system? not. Absolutely. I, I really think you really nailed the support system because I think everyone needs an anchor. Mm. And I think here, and again, there's no bias or anything, but I really think... Um, a lot of people think we're experts and this and that. Yeah, pretty good at what we do. Um, Extremely. Uh, Evidently. Yes. Yes. Profoundly. We, yeah, we are. But I think most days I consider myself to be an anchor for someone and at least hope to be one to be able to support them through these decisions um, to be able to move forward if something goes wrong. It can happen. It, hap it happens to us. It happens to anyone, right? You can't jump into anything, business, life, job, without having 
some risk. There's risk. Otherwise, fuck. Sit on a couch. <laughs> and maybe you'll hit by an earthquake or a missile if you're in Ukraine, for God knows. And and that's it. So I guess having an anchor is super important. Like you got to find that point of anchor. Like whether it's your personal life, financial life, whatever it might be, to be able to move forward. But even a fair point with you is like cold water. You got to mm. jump in. Mm. You you do have to jump in because you could read essentially like bro. Um, I'll say this on camera. Honestly, I I really feel like you don't you don't need me. You don't need Mark. You don't need Sean. Mm. All the information's on YouTube. You can read fifty books. But it's like it's like reading a book on swimming. Yeah. Like you got to yeah. <laughs> jump in the pool, man. I use example all the time. All the time with clients who are trying to do high level items, and I say. I could invite Ian Thorpe to sit here in front of you, Michael mm. Phelps, and to tell you about how to swim. Mm. And if you've never swam in your life, you will learn from Michael Phelps directly from the horse's mouth. In fact, the goat's mouth. And then when you jump yeah. in the ocean, are you going to be a great swimmer? When you jump in the no, pool, you get eaten by a shark sometimes. You've got to kick and breathe and try and do it for yourself. Sometimes we have a, we have a problem of doing, but but what what I want people out there to know today is, don't. When fear paralyzes you, it paralyzes you in mysterious ways, right? Because you've got a big problem to solve. Mm. When you have big problems to solve, sometimes the easiest way to get out of it is by doing the most basic things. A, when you wake up in the morning, make your bed. Go, great, I've got that going for me. Because what people discount is this is adding a little bit of coaching into the mix now, which, oh, which know, is important. We do right? sometimes or yeah. sometimes we don't. But, but doing the bed gives you something called momentum. Yep, 100% Momentum to doing your bed calls you to go, cool, let me speak to the people that I was supposed to speak to. Let me cover my initial responsibilities to my direct and close family. Then let me go out and address what's going wrong with me professionally. Then let me go ahead and decide what I want to do to grow. So it all starts with the smallest thing. And sometimes it could just be waking up in the morning and deciding to go, cool, I'm not going to go turn the sheets over and, and hide from the troubles that are going on. Speed bumps are a big thing, and, and they're available everywhere. Like some of my closest oh, it's clients, default is speed bump. It's default speed bump, and some of my closest clients today that have done extremely well in property are still facing the speed bump moment, despite having four or five unencumbered assets. Yep. But, oh, you got some speed bumps. Too. But when they drag me aside and they go, "Oh, look, I had this speed bump, and this was irrelevant to everything financial. It was a personal thing." And that's why I feel like, you know, when we discuss this all the time, when people's energies are good, when they're aligned with who they want to be and they're generally taking the positive outlook. Oh, they works out. Their journeys work out. It actually works out. They work out really well. And the most negative person's journey also works out. But outlook is negative. (laughs) It is. Look, I'll tell you something, dude. Uh, uh, There was a personal situation, and I'll share this with you. And bought multiple properties new existing went through different like situations bad tenants good tenants this and that same research some have gone beyond my expectations some have gone above my expectations none below thank god so far um but my dad i remember one point getting a phone call that your father's had a heart attack Mm. and he was miles away from me my properties the tenant the freaking car repayment mm. it was irrelevant mm. it literally meant nothing i could not care in my head i could be like you know what f you bank come and take the property right mm. like 
I'm out. Not going to pay it. See you later. I'm out. Right? And it was an instant switch because I went to what is most core of importance. And I think one thing that that taught me when I came back from that, and hopefully that was okay and everything. And one thing that that taught me was I have a very simple rule in life. And I'm sure you boys relate to the same. I look at my house. I look at my family. I look at the car I drive. I look at all of these things and I ask myself, is this what I want? And is this my end goal? Then protect it. And if you're not where you want to be, you're not a type, I'm happy to take a bus tomorrow. I'm going to take the Audis. Mm. Don't care. Can, can I say as well, and there's something that we're all guilty of, it's always talking about an end goal. But do we really have an end goal? No. Like when no. you really think about it. No. Not when you're wired the way certain people are wired. No, we like, don't. And if we do achieve the end goal... When I talk about end goal, it's 15 years. Yeah, hang on, hear me out. So 15 years, right? Yeah. So let's say you'll be 50 years of age, five yeah. years, right? You're 50 years of age, well, what do you do after you hit your end goal? Do you then kill over and die? True, true. Double up. Correct. So then we never have an end goal. Yeah? True. It's a fallacy. Yeah. Fallacy. It's, it's a proper and, fallacy. And that's that's yeah. what people don't realise either, because, again, we're always... And this is human society, right? We're not going to go into it now. But, like, let's be real. We're but I always think, dangled in some shape or form. There's always someone above us, yeah? And that's where, I guess, the fear comes from is because we don't know what will happen because the, the higher up, the bank, will take the property mm. from Or the, the, this is going to happen to Whatever it is, but there's always a higher thing that's going to Let me ask you guys something. Would you guys agree with the statement? I believe people's end goal is not related to money or what sort of car they drive, what sort of house they have. People's end goal is related to everything in life is a choice. Everything in life is a choice. I have my time back. Right? Mm. Everything in life is a choice. Mm. I have my time back mm. and I'm not enslaved to anything. Because you could be a high-flying corporate on a half-million-dollar job with a three-million-dollar mortgage. Yeah. But with raging depression every night. Because not that you hate your job, because you know you go to the days you don't want to go to work, you go to work because you still got a bill to pay. Correct. So I think all we're trying to do in this life is own things that take our time away because we've got to go to work for them. Mm. Right? We want the nicer car, the bigger house, all of these things. But we have to work for them. And all we're trying to do is almost resenting them because we go, I want my time back because we can never buy time back. So the end goal is to live life, whatever it might be. It might not be material. Could be, hey, my family is secure. My kids go to good school. My parents, whatever, friends, family, I can do my little bit of part. Most people are pretty reasonable. Um, And I want my time back because I can tell you my my personal belief system. I do not want to drive a $10 million car or have a $1.7 million Richard meal. If I've got to show up at 8.30 in the morning on someone else's time. But I think as well, to add to that, everyone has this desire for the, the, the shackles of freedom being released. Mm. But then they don't know what they do with their freedom anyway. Mm. Right? That's another thing. And that's another I've got an amazing story to share with that. Yeah. What you just said. Mm. All right? There's a beautiful sunny coast. There's a family on the beach. Mm. A businessman sees a young man with a young family on the beach. He goes to him and he goes, hey, what do you do for work? Mm. And the man on the beach with his family goes, I'm a fisherman. Mm. The businessman goes, you're just a fisherman? 
why don't you build a big business? You can do so many more things because you've got the fishing attributes, mm. you've got the knowledge, become a fisherman. What will I do after that, says the fisherman. says, you'll have more time to do what you want. Fantastic. Well, I'm just relaxing on Sunday afternoon anyway. So he takes up the journey, decides to become a businessman, uses his stuff, spends 20 years building a career being the greatest fisherman, builds a business so that he can get all his time back. You know what he does when he gets all his time back? Sits on the beach. Sits on the beach with his family. <laughs> but I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. The only right thing he did there was make sure that he sacrificed his time, energy, and skills to make sure that everyone else in this family, legacy. Absolutely. But the other thing people got to seriously ask themselves is, what is my end goal? And if my end goal, the answer is we know it can't be a time-based... It can't be a money-based thing, bro. It can't be like, I need this house. Yeah, it has to be a lifestyle. lifestyle. What do I like to do every day? What I like to do is, is it continually serving people? Then don't be upset if you're serving people today. Yeah. Enjoy I agree. If I your agree. goal is to giving back to people, then start giving back a little bit today. Mm. If you're earning a hundred bucks, give back a dollar. If you're earning a thousand, give back a hundred bucks. Simple. So that's where I think people have to continually align fulfillment with making bread to survive all the oh, time. I agree. A constant I agree. journey. Start your, Sean, I, I think the takeaway for today's episode is actually fulfillment starts today. If you feel something strong about something, Cut the rubbish, cut the keeping up with the Joneses, cut having the biggest house, yep. nicest car. Yep. I'm all for it. If you say, I don't want a nice car because you can't afford it, there's a problem. True. You can afford it and you say, I don't want a nice car, it's a choice. Exactly. You say, I hate my job, switch careers. But you go to work because of love and you don't have to work, that's passion. True. That's passion. Like, I would do what I'm doing for the rest of my, I actually love it. I actually love what I do. I'm very, very lucky to do what I what I love or what I do. All right? On that note, I gotta go to a wedding. I'm out. My name is Kesh. I'm so excited. Sean and Mark, no rapid robins tonight. I'll speak to you guys soon. Thank you. God bless you all.